0: Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I'm a Retail Transformation Specialist. I work with retailers to drive transformation forward as a consultant and an advisor. Together, we overcome the complex challenges, we define the ideal operating model, and ultimately, we get things moving. We make progress and build momentum. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. This one is episode 233, number 233. And today, We are exploring the world of social commerce. It's a major theme that is part of continually reshaping the retail landscape. Social commerce brings together the power of social media and, of course, e-commerce or retail, and it helps customers to discover, share and buy products without leaving the social media app, right? They do not have to spend too much energy, too many friction points, too many clicks of a thumb or a mouse button to find their way and make a purchase. And it allows brands and retailers to be present in front of relevant customers in perhaps the most convenient way possible. And this marriage between social media and e-commerce continues to blur the lines between these two channels as well as other channels across the retail industry. And so many retailers are continuing to explore this opportunity and are looking to engage their audiences and their customers in more meaningful and more personalized ways. So in today's episode, we're diving into the rise of social commerce, looking at some of the key components and latest developments to help you understand if it's the right avenue for you and for your organization to pursue. And given its potential and the sheer scale of social media, it's a trend that you cannot afford to ignore. You do not have to pursue it, but you cannot ignore it. And of course, there are several different ways that you could go about doing social commerce as well. It's not just one thing, right? So let's discover how you can harness the power of social commerce to transform your retail business. The show notes from today are going to be over at obandco.uk slash 233 and there will be a couple of charts over there plus the opportunity to sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. This is my weekly email that provides a comprehensive snapshot of the latest trends and developments in the ever-evolving world of retail with intriguing insights, news headlines, podcasts, events, industry reports and much more, it's all curated to help you and to help your organisation stay ahead of the curve and transform your business and your retail operations. It's succinct and easily digestible, so subscribe to the Retail Transformation Briefing for free to stay up to date and stay competitive in the ever-evolving retail landscape. Sign up on the show notes at OB and Co uk slash 233. So back to social commerce then. Let's start on page one. What is social commerce? It's the evolution of social media that enables customers to buy products and services directly through the social media app without needing to leave and go to an external or third party website, i.e. your website, to make that purchase. Social media, of course, has grown tremendously over the past 15 to 20 years and it now represents a major channel for the retail industry or rather major channels. I would encourage you to think about different social media platforms as different channels. Yes, they work in a similar way, but they are all subtly different as well. And when you add in the commerce element to all of the different social media platforms, they diverge even more in my opinion. We, as consumers, still spend huge amounts of time on the social media platforms. GWI data reported on datareportal.com suggests that people are now spending two hours and 31 minutes on social media per day. That's over two and a half hours per day. It's the highest ever number. And as a trend, it's been continuing to increase over the past few years but now it begins to look like it is tailing off. But still, two and a half hours is a long time. That's a long feature film, right, that we are investing our time into every single day. And interestingly, despite all of the reports and the hoo-ha about if social networks have had their day, the number of people still using social media is growing. Now, 59% of the world's population or 78% of adults use social media on a regular basis. And we know it's a fragmented market. It's not just one platform, right? And interestingly, we now use an average of 7.2 social platforms per month each. Yikes, that's a lot. Although the definition of social platform is somewhat tenuous with that data, including the likes of WhatsApp, YouTube, etc. I've got some data on that on the show notes. So do head over there, obandco.uk 233. But the bottom line of it is social media is still a huge attraction and a huge focus for consumers. And social commerce, therefore, is the natural follow on from all of that time invested into social media. There are, of course, several different elements to your social commerce strategy, and it all really starts with content, as much of social media does, right? And content can be both brand-generated content, your official corporate comms, shall we say, as well as user-generated content, both from customers as well as third parties, including influencers. And this user generated content is really interesting. It's got all sorts of depth in there from reviews, unboxing experiences, lifestyle shots, in use, demonstrations, and plenty of photos and videos and points of view as well. And whilst your brand generated content will of course be polished, I'm sure, the user generated content arguably is more authentic. It's gonna be a little bit more raw, but it's coming from an individual, right? That's one of the real appeals of social media. It's human, it's from other people. There are mistakes. It's not glossy and polished, right? And both of these different types of content are really important, especially the influencer type content, which we'll come back to in a little bit. And with that content, there are many different shopping enabled types from shoppable posts to tagging products and fully integrated stores as well. The audience of social commerce is going to be driven by your social media audience, of course. Now, the one important factor here is on the social media platforms, you do not own your audience. It's Facebook or TikTok or whoever that own your audience. If that particular social media app were to suddenly announce that they are closing down instantly, that audience is gone, right? Absolutely gone. And in social commerce, there is a real risk that you can develop a customer group and even loyal customers, but actually you don't really have the intel and you certainly don't have the permission to go ahead and reach out and connect with that particular individual. So whilst it can be quick to gain awareness and expand to new audiences, you still need to consider how you can learn to build a relationship directly with That customer rather than enabled by the social media platform. The ad capability is a powerful part of social media for targeting and retargeting customers. And for social commerce, it's just the same. The data to be able to target specific demographics, interests, and so on is hugely powerful, as well as the ability to mirror audiences and essentially duplicate a target market. It's an incredibly powerful opportunity. But also, it presents an incredibly powerful threat, of course, because anyone can do exactly the same to you. It really is a dog-eat-dog world on the social media wild west. And of course, you've got to be paying to play in many of these instances. Influencers play a huge part in social commerce, a huge opportunity. People have pre-built and readily engaged audiences, sometimes of a big size sometimes of a small but highly relevant, highly targeted size. And whilst some are starting to build their own brands right now, I'm thinking of the likes of Logan Paul and KSI with their Prime Drink, for example. And of course, loads of others as well, but they're very prominent right now. But as influencers start to build the business around themselves, rather than just influencing, they're trying to create their own brand. There is a huge opportunity for collaboration, therefore, In all different directions, whether it be partnering with influencers, influencers partnering with other influencers, companies partnering together, there are loads of different opportunities. And we're still finding our way for sure. There are several different influencer business models, shall we say? And whichever business model you decide to choose will affect how it works, how that influencer is motivated to align to your brand as well. But ultimately, there is lots of flexibility. There is no one way of working. And I think that adds a huge amount of opportunity, but also challenge as well. It's complicated. It's not like we're going to do Facebook ads and this is how it works. You have to design and determine what's the best approach for the individual and the company and the objective as well. Engagement is, of course, a huge part of social media and social commerce as well, therefore. You want to make it easy for customers and brands to be able to talk, have an engaging conversation. And many messaging facilities in these social media apps really enables this, as well as, of course, the comments-based conversation that you will have that is a bit more public. But ultimately, being able to have a one-on-one conversation needs more support. But of course, if you are running retail stores, you are providing this one-on-one support already. So it's an evolution of that particular mindset, I suppose. And then for all of social commerce, you're still going to need to consider fulfillment as well, of course. So whichever platform that customer is using, however they go ahead and place an order, that order still comes into your system and you need to be able to manage it through the warehouse and the logistic journey. Of course, you may need to send notifications back into the social media platform to update customers on the progress of their order, as well as tracking information, etc. And like any order or purchase, there is still the need for ongoing customer service, returns, etc, etc. The concept of social commerce soared during the COVID-19 pandemic, of course. And Meta, formerly Facebook, of course, made a heavy push on different social commerce features during this COVID period and in the period shortly afterwards, whether it be around live streaming, shopping tabs, promoting different shopping features, making the shopping elements more prominent in the app, being able to feature items in posts, and many other different small features that all suggested to both brands, retailers, and customers that social commerce was going to be the next big thing on Facebook and in particular on Instagram. But since then, Meta have scaled back these initiatives and cancelled even many of the different features. Meta, it seems, have certainly got cold feet with the social commerce movement. They have backed out in a big way. And for many, this should prompt the question, is social commerce dead? Is it over and done with? Does it just not work? this enormous social media company has decided it's not right for them. And it's a really important question. It's absolutely right to reflect on this and consider the viability of social commerce. I personally believe that Meta have backed out too early. It's a significant change in behavior for consumers, but absolutely is a change of behavior that minimizes friction and makes it a lot easier and more natural as you're scrolling or watching whatever to make a purchase. So I think they've got out too early and it's interesting because other social media companies are of course picking up the opportunity in Meta's wake. Pinterest, for example, are developing many different social commerce features and the ability to integrate through APIs and customised checkouts and include AR augmented reality try-on or testing features, and a whole lot more. Pinterest see a future in social commerce. TikTok also see a future in social commerce and are investing heavily in TikTok shop and many other related movements. In fact, the number of TikTok buyers grew 72% year on year. And now we've got TikTok despite all of the challenges that they face around privacy, etc., still progressing through and looking to open their own fulfillment centers in the US to become more of a full spectrum or end-to-end solution provider. Just because Meta are pulling out of social commerce, it doesn't mean social commerce is dead. And I think we could see another reversal by Meta in the not-too-distant future would be my guess. Now, China are undoubtedly the world leaders for me at least, when it comes to social commerce. And Chinese consumers use social media across different apps. WeChat, Pinduoduo, Darwin, all of these apps are not really present in the wider world or the West, and vice versa, Facebook, Instagram, et al. are not there. TikTok is, of course, the one exception. And in China, there is much more integration between different communications platforms, social media, payments, and WeChat is probably the number one instigator there, in my opinion. There's a naturally high mobile usage in Chinese consumers. The evolution of that country and the technology has meant that many people have almost leapfrogged the PC laptop stage of personal or individual-based technology. And as such, people's thinking is much more developed. E-commerce features and contactless delivery developed really rapidly in China during the COVID period, of course. And Chinese customers and companies are always experimenting with new business models, whether it be around live stream shopping or group buying and many different influencer models too. The Chinese government actively supports the whole initiative and encourages social media and digital channel evolution. Policies are favourable, There's state-sponsored infrastructure and privacy requirements are much less demanding than other countries as well. But now, the large companies like Alibaba and JD.com are facing more scrutiny and are being divided up, as was discussed in the Retail Transformation Briefing last week. So in many ways, the environment was spot on for social commerce to take off in China. And Chinese consumers have certainly felt the benefit and the convenience. But why has it not taken off in the rest of the world? The regulations and legal constraints are certainly different by country, especially around data privacy. And in addition, there are consumer privacy concerns inspired by the Cambridge Analytica scandal, TikTok stories and the media and so on. But I don't think this is a big enough barrier that social commerce cannot work elsewhere. Yes, there are some cultural differences around how we interact, around what technology we use. Smartphone usage in many countries is developed and social media usage is certainly there. There are influencers in the rest of the world who are also working on, as we were saying earlier, launching their own businesses, their own brands, as well as collaborating with many different companies, just like in China. Now, of course, influencers could present an opportunity or a threat, depending on who you are and what you do. But this doesn't seem to be a barrier either. There is more intense competition from established e-commerce websites and physical stores, certainly. And that, I think, is the key essence right now. Social commerce is really being championed by smaller brands and smaller retailers. The larger companies have started, but they haven't fully grasped the opportunity just yet. And it's for this reason that I think the consumer behavior shift hasn't quite completed. However, when you start to think about who is focusing on social commerce right now, I think we could be at a tipping point. Walmart are investing heavily in aspects like video and live streaming, whilst Amazon continue to invest in their influencer programs, also live streaming and getting the conversation going a bit more. Hobby based brands are also excelling on social media and increasingly taking on social commerce opportunities as well. The likes of Hobbycraft or Warhammer or Games Workshop are doing wonderful things with building a community on social media, and of course, There are plenty of opportunities to drop products in for that social commerce boost when they choose to take that plunge. Fast fashion brands like Shein are also excelling, especially on some platforms such as TikTok. They've really got the right alignment between the consumer and the content they create, which we'll come back to a little later on. But like I was saying, the smaller brands have really gone full in here. There's no barriers to entry or next to none with social commerce and social media as well, of course. And therefore, it's easy to start experimenting and start creating and engaging a relevant but small customer audience. Social commerce has to be much more than just having social media accounts and posting content every day or spending however much on ads or having the social icons on your website footer or put on a sticker in your store window, right? The opportunity here is much more to be able to have that conversation with customers, enable the content, both brand and user-generated content, and start talking to customers. After all, how many times have we heard companies state that the customer is at the heart of everything that they do? Perhaps your company is one of them. Listen, there is loads more that we could talk about about social commerce Therefore, next time we are going to continue on this topic, exploring some of the opportunities, the challenges, and the key considerations that you must factor in to your social commerce strategy and your broader business strategy. So, do make sure you check back in for the next episode. And of course, hit subscribe in your favourite podcast app and catch up on new episodes every single week. But as a bit of a parting thought, To take away until the next episode, we know that social media changes rapidly. And so, therefore, how can we keep up with that evolving landscape, different social media platforms, algorithm developments, new customer behaviors, and put that all together to maximize our social commerce results and performance? I think there are three elements to help continue to, to stay in touch with social media. Firstly, staying agile. Based on the trends and the evolutions of the social platforms we have today, we know that the social platforms of tomorrow will be different. We know new platforms will take off and grow. We can expect this. But what we do not know is which ones will fly fast, which will be the next TikTok, which ones will seem like they're going to soar and then they flop a bit like Clubhouse did which are never going to even get off the ground. Many of those. And of course, we never hear about them, right? And when is that next big social platform going to happen? We don't know that. So you are going to want to be agile and ready when it happens. The second consideration is that you do not want to put all of your proverbial social commerce eggs in just one basket or platform. If you had decided to bet your entire social commerce strategy on Meta, for example, and then suddenly they pull it all out, that puts you in a tough position. Social media platforms are not your own IP. They're not your own playground, right? You have to play by someone else's rules. And if they decide it's time for that playground to shut, so be it. So make sure you spread your bets carefully. But also consider how you can bring people into your own ecosystem, your own owned playground. And then finally, be sure to test and iterate. It's so easy to get something started nowadays with social commerce. The hard bit is wiring in some form of integration to your broader order management system to feed the warehouse and fulfillment processes. But even if you can do that manually, hand cranked, start experimenting, start learning, start seeing what works and what doesn't. So those are my three suggestions to stay in touch with the ever-evolving world of social commerce, stay agile, don't put all your eggs in one basket, and test and iterate. So we're going to continue on this conversation next time, like I say, but if you can't wait till then and you're wondering what episodes to check out next, Then here are three suggestions from the podcast archives. First up, scroll way back through the archives to episode 42, number 42, with Maybe's Polly Barnfield. And we were talking about how social media is changing retail and some great tips in there about how to succeed at social media almost before social commerce really started to take off back in 2019, that was. Also, check out episode 179, number 179, with Michael Leblanc. And we were talking about how influencers are changing retail. Really interesting conversation there. And then finally, we spoke about having a conversation with customers, building a community. So I would encourage you to check out episode 227. That was a show with just you and I together. And we spoke about enhancing your customer ecosystem. So, three episodes there to check out episode 42, number 179, and number 227. I'm going to put all of those on the show notes today at obandco.uk233. Sign up for the retail transformation briefing whilst you're over there. And hey, If we're not connected on social media, then we should be. My preferred platform is LinkedIn. And Twitter's a bit of a backup. I want to be more active, but hours in the day. (laughs) (laughs) So do reach out, particularly on LinkedIn. You can find me, Oliver Banks. And I'll put the link to my profile on the show notes. Do reach out and say that you have listened to the show. Share your thoughts. Those show notes, obandco.uk slash 233. Thanks for listening in today. And remember to check back for the next episode, episode 234, where we'll continue our conversation and discovery of social commerce. Bye for now.